0: Are you looking to truly differentiate you and your business in 2021 to gain more influence in your market? Well, of course you are. That's why you're listening to this podcast. But are you looking for a really, really effective and easier than you think way in which you can sell at a more sophisticated level? I'm going to teach you all about how to do that in this special interview on the next episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast with Neil Schaefer, where I help marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow their businesses using innovative marketing techniques, leveraging the concept of digital influence throughout digital and social media. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 197 of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Hey, last week, I talked about Clubhouse and I said, if you're available, come on when I host a Clubhouse room. And a lot of you actually took advantage of that opportunity. I want to thank you. In fact, it was such an interesting experiment and I think invaluable because I got to know many of you better that I am going to be doing it again on this Monday and the date of this Monday because I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. It's going to be Monday, February 1st. We're going to do it at 9 a.m. Pacific again for an hour so long as many of you that are there as possible. I had a chance to bring up a number of friends and podcast listeners on stage and we all talked about well, Clubhouse I guess we all talked about Clubhouse and when social networking sites, that usually is the first thing that happens, as I mentioned in that last podcast episode, number 196, my initial thoughts on Clubhouse. But I think that it helped some people that had gotten an invite, but thought it was a waste of time or other people who just thought it was a lot of spam, a lot of people trying to sell you on things. I think they began to see the light. It was an incredibly international hour. I had friends from the United States, John Lusher, digital marketing expert out there in the East Coast together with Dan Nestle. Dan, man, I've known him for more than a decade from my Windmill Networking days, marketing director at Mitsubishi Heavy Industries for a while, former Edelman. We had Irene Kohler, who is a professor at San Francisco State University, professor of marketing. We had Emer Duffy, who is a social media marketing expert out of Dublin, Ireland, May King, who you should know, May King. She's the queen of FOMO and she speaks on that and is a heavy tweeter at a lot of conferences. And my friend Erica Kessler, who joined from Switzerland. And Erica is a LinkedIn expert who does a lot of work in Switzerland and uh, German speaking areas. I also had a friend, Stephen Zilk, who was on the line from Germany. And my friend Steven is the founder of the Blabsta app. And in fact, if you were to go back into this podcast way back when episode number 101 from the CBIT Global Conferences introducing Blabsta, you'd be able to meet him. So I hope that gives you an idea. And there were more people. I couldn't get everyone on stage as possible. But I hopefully that gives you a good idea as to the type of people that are on Clubhouse and the type of people that you can learn from. All these people are marketers slash entrepreneurs as are you. So I really hope that you'll come and join me Monday, February 1st. We'll start the new month off right at 9 a.m. Pacific time. All right, let's keep going here. So today's interview is with my friend Mike Capuzzi. Now, if you were listening to past episodes of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast, you'll know that on episode number 180, I have my friend Josh Steinleon, and he talked about why every entrepreneur should publish a book. So Mike is going to talk about a similar subject, but with a quite a different perspective. And I think the first thing to say about Mike is, if you were to look him up on Amazon, in fact, you know what? I love to multitask while I record these podcasts. So let's look up Mike Kapuzzi on Amazon and you're going to find what I found. When I look for Mike Kapuzzi, he is the author of the 100-page book, The Business Owner's Guide to Self-Publishing, a Short Customer Attraction Book. That would be the one I'm going to recommend to you. But that was in 2020. In 2019, he published The Magic of Short Books. In 2019, he almost he also published The High Impact Marketing Manifesto. In 2019, he also published Main Street Author. In 2019, he also published Just Do the Simple Tips to Create a Remarkable Business. So Mike basically, over the course of the last year and a half, has published four books. And... It may sound crazy, but you know what? I've been publishing two to three blog posts a week for the last several weeks. I've been recording these podcasts weekly, and there's a lot of content creation going on. And what Mike has found is a system, a strategic system for doing this in a way that allows you to write a book strategically in a lot more easier way than you might've thought possible. So we're gonna talk about a few things how books enable you to market and sell at a more sophisticated level, the unique advantage of short, helpful books. This is going to be a real strategic keyword for this episode, which he calls Shooks and how these short books are a smart strategy than a traditional book, and then the essential ingredients that go into authoring an effective shook. So without further ado, here's my interview with Mike Caputzi. Hey Mike, welcome to the maximize your social influence podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Neil. Thank you
1: very much for this opportunity.
0: Hey, it's my pleasure. So for those of you listening, you know that, well, several moons ago, I talked about my own experience of using the Publishizer platform to launch the business of influence, which then became known as the age of influence. And more recently, I had my friend Josh Steinley on talking about how you can yield influence with a book. So today I have my friend, Mike on, and we are going to talk about the same subject, but with a different perspective that I think you're going to find valuable. And if there's anything you can take away from, you know, it's only three of 190 episodes or so, but I truly believe that my own success was driven by the fact that early on I wrote a book back in 2009 and a second book in 2011 and a third book in 2013. And me, myself, writing The Age of Influence, I've realized just the power of having a book and how it helps you yield more influence both online and offline. So Mike, I know that this is, this is what you do, right? Bite-sized books. So what, why don't we take a step back with how your journey with using books to increase not only your influence but the influence of those that you serve how how did it all start well thank you for that question you know i was
1: in so honestly way back when i actually have an engineering degree and did engineering for years went into the software industry so as an employee at that time and uh, about 21 22 years ago i left corporate america and started my own consulting company for software companies and did that for a number of years neil but and this was during the dot com you know days and the bubble and when all that kind of changed, I started moving towards more traditional local business owners to serve and help them with marketing. And this was about two thousand five, two thousand six. And uh, in two thousand seven, I realized after I really started understanding the power of authority by being a published author of a book, I published my first. Book in 2007. And I've helped my first client in 2008 with publishing a book, and since then I have authored—I don't know—I'm up to 10 or 11. We call, we call them shooks, short, helpful books. So the type of book I write and that I encourage my clients to write are shorter books, meant to be read in about an hour. They're they are direct response books. We can talk more about that. But um, and now for the last several years have been helping both local business owners, your doctors, your lawyers, your insurance agents, and those folks that serve those kind of business owners, so software CEOs, etc. publish these short helpful books to, you know, help help a specific reader with a specific problem or a challenge and then connect the dots to the author as a solution.
0: So what so when you wrote your first book I mean what really drove you you were you know doing marketing consulting so similar to me and probably many who listen to this podcast and that was 2007 so it's funny because when I wrote my first book in 2009 I thought I was really early on in self publishing. I used a company called Book Surge, which Amazon used to own before they merged it with CrateSpace, which is now Kindle Direct Publishing. But w- what went through your mind then about that? Well,
1: it's interesting because the first book I published was actually a compilation book, an anthology style book. It was called okay. Dream Inc., I N C. And I got, so I'm in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, and I was able to connect with 32 business owners, entrepreneurs, executives. And they told their story about actually most they weren't executives; they were all business owners. So it was, that's the hence Dream Inc. It was about starting your own business. And actually, had Ann Byler who founded Annie Ann's Pretzels. I don't know if you've heard of them, but Annie Ann's Pretzels. Mm-hmm, yep, she was in my area. I reached out to her. She wrote the forward. Nito Cobain wrote a real nice blurb about it. And I, I really did it, Neil, because also at that time when I when I migrated my business towards more Main Street, I actually started a local marketing group. And I I ran that for about five years before selling it and had literally thousands of business owners come through the doors. It was a a physical in-person meeting every month. And in order to attract those people, those business owners, I felt a book. And that book, I was in Investor's Business Daily. I was on TV shows. I was on radio shows. After writing the book and publishing it, gave me sort of a platform to attract business owners into my group.
0: Gotcha. Really interesting. And I remember here in Orange County, California as well, back in 2008 and 2009, when I started blogging that those in-person network there was a boom in that mm-hmm. because social media still yep. isn't where it is yep. today, but people were just realizing the power in, in networking. And there was an explosion of networking groups here too. So that's that's really fascinating and, and tapping into the power of others as well, right? Helping yes, you write that yep. book. So, okay. So, I I think that when you wrote that first book, that you had the objective of bringing more people into, you know, that in-person group, but you also had this idea of helping before Mm -hmm. selling, right? And I know that I was a guest on your podcast as well. You talked about how books enable you to market and sell at a very very sophisticated level because so can you for for those listening that are still on the sideline or maybe they've started writing their book and and they want to get to that next level can can you know we we start thinking about th- those mm-hmm. concepts yep.
1: well let's let's go back a, over 100 years neil uh, in my research and again remember I, I have an engineer brain so i'm a researcher analyst type person by nature so uh, when i started really studying the power of books and in, 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 the, in a marketing context, right? Not, not talking about your autobiography or, your, or that kind of book. I'm talking about a book that's meant to help somebody uh, with a very specific challenge, and they're looking for a solution to that challenge. My study, I, sh- I found books from the late 1800s, Neil, that were offered as free books in publications, magazines, and such back in the day to basically do lead generation. So, yeah. So, this concept of using books – goes way back, way back before Facebook, way back before email, before the internet. And I have literally, you know, countless number of old ads and such, you know, Charlie Atlas offered a book. So this power, the power of being able to offer a book, a free book specifically, is a strategy that is, is, you know, time tested. And by offering a book as sort of that first introduction point, Neil, It's a different type of strategy than what a lot of business owners do and marketers do, which is, hey, I have a product or service. Here's what this product or service does, and here's how to get it, right? So that's how a lot of traditional marketers market. When you have a book and you do what I call a book-centric marketing strategy, you promote the book as the solution to finding out more about how to solve that problem or, you know, gain that advantage. So it's a completely different way of marketing, which, in my opinion, really does allow you to, A, differentiate yourself and, B, market at a higher and more sophisticated level because you're not just talking like, you know, let's, let's take a dentist, for example. You know, all dental marketing tends to look the same have white teeth, you know, the, blah, blah, blah. But if you can now instead market your, your your practice by offering a free book on XYZ, it's just a different way of tapping the market. And because it's different, it tends to get more attention.
0: Yeah, I, I think my background is B2B and I think B2B marketers that are listening get that, right? That, that offering value. And, and I think if you think about it, I guess you could say it's one big lead magnet. So we're not looking at books We're not looking at selling books to make money. We're not even looking at selling books necessarily to yield more influence, although you will, but as a lead generation vehicle. And therefore, if we can get our books into the hands of potential clients – After them reading the book, they would naturally want to contact us, and that should be the content we should write. Is that does that sum up your approach?
1: And I call that. I mean, my background is direct response marketing, so I call that a direct response book. It's it's a very specific formula. So again, it's you know, I love books. I love traditional books, fiction, nonfiction. They all have their place but what we're talking about here specifically is a direct response book that takes about an hour to read. So those two combinations that the, the formula and the, the, the amount of time to read it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a unique type of book and yeah, a lead magnet is a great way to describe it.
0: But it's not yeah, and I'd say most ebooks are, you know, 2 to 5,000 words, they're more like 5 or 10 minute reads, mm-hmm. right? So this is obviously more substantial and I suppose another way of looking at it also is a physical book and, and therefore it appears yes. on the greatest search engine for books of them all. Amazon, yes. right? Yeah. We, w- that is without a doubt, our
1: primary format is print. So we want all of our authors to have the, the book they can hand out, autograph, etc. It's very hard to autograph a PDF or an audiobook, but we also do audiobooks and, and digital Kindle books, etc. But yeah, without a doubt, this is about a physical book that can be shared and, and really, the beauty of doing that, you know, having a physical book, especially for more traditional businesses, what I call Main Street businesses, they have some unique opportunities that a lot of other types of business owners don't have in the way they can market their books. Be, because they can
0: just tap into the Absolutely. local community, right?
1: Absolutely. So we have found without a doubt one of the most powerful ways a local business owner, now local author, is just by sharing their book in other, you know, what I call strategic partners businesses. So, you know, a a chiropractor could, you know, have his or her book in a, you know, in a yoga studio or a gym or a physical therapist's office. So that local network is a very, you know, unique strategy to the local business owner.
0: And then tapping into local spheres of influence. I love it. That that makes a lot of sense. So can you share any... And I know you yourself, I mean, you've been extremely successful with this strategy. Can you share some stories of, because you've been doing this a while, of of some uh, businesses that you work with and some of the impact that they've yeah. seen? So... One example
1: that I love sharing because, <laughs> you know, it, this gentleman was a – unfortunately, he's passed away recently, a longtime client of mine. He was what we call – he was what they call a holistic dentist, a mercury-free dentist, which means he does not use any sort of mercury or fluoride. So it's a, a very unique type of dentistry. And he wrote a Shook, a short, helpful book on the. the – I'm looking at it right now. It's called Are Your Teeth Toxic? And it's all about the notion – of if you have silver amalgams in your teeth, they have they 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 exude mercury. There's mercury in those, at least the old traditional ones. I'm not a dentist, but you know that this is what the book was all about. And it really talked about the dangers right. of, of mercury in your mouth and what that can do. So what he did, he wrote the shook, and immediately I encouraged him to get. To start placing this, he had this local network, you know, health food stores, yoga studios, kind of the examples I gave Mm -hmm. that, you know, people that were interested in a healthy mouth would probably tend to go. So they had more health oriented, you know, customers. And he placed his Shook as a free book offer. You You could literally grab it, he had these little display cases. And within the first 30 days of doing that, Neil, he've got, I think it was either three or four new patients that he would have never had otherwise. And each new patient is worth on minimum several thousand dollars to his practice. So that I, I always share that example sort of as an example of that local influence by tapping into other people's. Customers and, and rings of influence. Another example is a this this guy is very cool. He's a young guy. He's still in the air force. He's an F sixteen fighter pilot. He's now an instructor. So he's he used to, he was flew combat missions overseas. He's now an instructor in, in the U S. So a young guy. I, you know, just I love it. You know, everything about what he 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 represents. But he also has so he's still in the air force. But he also has a real estate investment company. And he wanted to write a a book. So he came to us to write a Shook and he helps folks invest in apartment buildings. So I don't know this business, but you you invest in apartment, they fix it up, they flip it, et cetera, et cetera. And the other unique thing that's very unique is that he only wants to work with fighter pilots and commercial pilots. That's his niche. So he he, wow. once he could talk their language. There's enough of them out there that he can have a nice business. So we crafted a, a, a Shook called Single Seat Investor. Single Seat is a fighter pilot terminology. They're single seed planes. And I forget. He just sent it to me. But like in the first 30 or 60 days, Neil, and by the way, he was looking for investors. That's what the whole point of the Shook was about. First 30 or 60 okay. days of using his Shook, promoting it in his own newsletter, promoting it in social media, He generated over $350,000 that he attributed to, to people, investors that came through the book for, you know, investments in his, you know, his, his apartment. So, you know, again, the speed now he's a marketer. So he got that book and literally started using it everywhere and was really able to generate some powerful thing. And then one last quick story and then I'll, I'll be quiet. No, these are great. Thank Um, you. But another really neat example, and this has turned into a multi-six-figure business for this author. One of my clients is an elder law attorney here in Pennsylvania, and she had already published several books uh, in the past, and she came to me saying, listen, I want to do a book on Alzheimer's disease and dementia, which is obviously a a growing concern here in the U.S. And... We, we broke it down, and we decided, instead of writing one traditional book, which, again, we don't typically do, we sliced and diced the content, Neil, into three short books, two on Alzheimer's disease, one for the person diagnosed, one for the person who has to give care, and then the third book was specifically on dementia, there's, there's some differences there, so it had it you know it was worth its own shook. and she has been using them very successfully. Now at the time they were doing in-person seminars, uh, she do the, she does those very successfully. Obviously with you know the COVID you know thing, she has gone virtual and now is doing a lot of things through Zooms and webinars. But what she also did, Neil, which is very interesting, and it's only for you know. a a smaller group of people. She also has a program where she helps other elder law attorneys. So she was able then Mm -hmm. to leverage those three Shooks and allow other elder law attorneys around the country to license them and essentially be a co-author with her. So they were written in such a way that these other attorneys could use them as lead magnets for their practice and not have to go through the the time and energy of actually writing a book on these three different topics. So that's turned into a very nice business for her, leveraging her shooks.
0: That's fascinating. I I think that, like I said, we've had others talk about the the power of a book. And I think, you know, one thing that we forget, because I know there's a lot of digital and social media marketers that are listening to this as well, is the book almost becomes part of like this campaign. Once it's published, it's something you can talk about. On your social channels. It's content you can repurpose for your blog. It gives you an excuse to reach out to people like I reached out to you, Mike, to be on your podcast, as well as if you do help a reporter out, which is something we talked about last time of, hey, I, I've written a book on the topic. It really does give you this authority and it's a natural, I don't know what the word is, a natural shot of of influence, of of credibility that others still see. And, you know, there's always been a debate. Do I need to write a book to be successful in the industry? You don't. But I do believe the few that do, you know, see those benefits, as you pointed out. I'm I'm sure you'd you'd agree with what I say, Yeah, and
1: I would say – I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday, Neil. Very successful business owner. Sold his insurance agency for gobs of money. Basically is – he calls it semi-retired. And in his semi-retirement – now, he wrote uh, books back in the day for his agency. But he's now a owner of a junior hockey team in Canada. He's also the owner of a local Main Street barbershop. And he's also now starting a a very high-level program for seven- and eight-figure business owners and marketers and executives and such. Well, he's already written a book for his barbershop. He's already written a book. No, I just talked to him yesterday. This blew me away. I was interviewing for my podcast. He already wrote a book for his hockey team, to for other hockey coaches. And he wants to talk to me about how he can do this, this new book for this new program. But what he said, which is what I want to share, he said, Mike, I am looking for people who read. I," He, he said, readers are leaders for his new program. And he said, I want the CEO-like level person who's probably reading other books to want to read my book. And that differentiation, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, if you really look at readers, book readers, there's a you know several demographics and psychographics about them that tend to allow for you know a higher level conversation than, say, you know, in a lot of respects, the traditional consumer, not across the board, but in in his case, like I said, he's looking for a CEO level person, and he knows most CEO level people probably are reading books. So that's what he's going to use.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. So you brought up the term shook. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. So for the listeners, if you're thinking that you want to write a book, I, I've I've given you, this is the third of three resources. So I talked earlier and I'm going to put it in the show notes, the episode where I interviewed Lee Constantine, a publisher of the open marketplace, where you already have an audience, you crowdsource, you, you plan on writing the book. You feel you can do it on your own and it's a self-serve way of doing it, right? The other one, and and I talked about Josh Steinley and, and his program, where he'll handhold you for 12 months. I think it's a 12-month process and, and help you write that book and all the things we talked about on my interview with him. So you are a uh, very, very different, Mike, in that you have this concept of, of a short, helpful book. And I think that that appeals to a lot of people who may think, wow, I don't have time to write a book, or how am I going to come up with all that content? So can you tell the audience listening the unique advantages of writing a shorter but helpful book and why a shorter book is often a smarter strategy than writing a traditional book? Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for that question because you know it really does
1: allow me to shine a light again. I love traditional books. I mean, your book that I just read recently, your most recent book, that's more of a traditional book. It took me longer than an hour to read, but that's, I love that, right? They all, sorry about that, (laughs) but they serve their purpose, right, Neil? That's, that's, that's fine. What we do is we craft these direct response books. I mean, they are sales tools first and foremost. So this is not about, you know, again, sharing your autobiography, though I suppose you could write an autobiographical shook, but that's not what it's about. So it's all about speed, it's all about time. So whereas you know, you mentioned the other gentleman you interviewed was about a 12-month program. Our typical author can get their shook done in about 8 to 12 weeks. And that's the same hand-holding A to Z program. We work with them directly. I work with them directly. And, you know, we we craft a shook that makes sense for what they're trying to do. So speed, they are designed a bit differently they're a little smaller so we don't use a, a very uh, traditional trim size so our trim size is a little different meaning it's just it's a little bit of a pattern interrupt they whereas most i don't know what your latest book was probably 60 70 thousand words maybe more you know our shooks somewhere are usually somewhere between 10 to fifteen thousand words again that's about an hour mm. of content and mine was 16, 60 so, there you go yeah. and again because they are direct response books neil and this is really a mistake a lot of authors make they, they write a great book, they, they help the reader, but they don't give the reader what I call the next step. You know, how, if someone is really into what you're sharing, they're naturally probably going to want more information from you they're they're going to want to know what the next step is so these shooks are embedded with different calls to action for someone who's not quite ready to maybe take the big leap of whatever it is you're you know promoting in the book or then the person who's ready to go so we typically offer two pathways built into a shook to get the reader to take action and ultimately become a customer client student patient whatever so it's really it's about speed design, focus, and really taking the reader to what I call the next step.
0: I think that's really smart. I'll be completely honest that, you know, my books are more, I guess I'm, I'm approaching it from a thought leader Mm -hmm, perspective. mm -hmm. So, and, and so I don't have that next step, right. For better or worse. And, but, but I do see a lot of successful authors, even that are thought leaders will say, Hey, go here to get the bonus material. Just an easy way to acquire email addresses of your readers, right? And then and then take the conversation further. So I think that's really smart. If you were going to write a book, to design it in a way that leads to that. So I think that's I think that's brilliant. So you know whether someone wanted to work with you or they wanted to try this on their 15,000 words. That's like ten blog posts. Maybe I can <laughs> yeah. Yep, maybe I can yes, repurpose a blog yes, content yes. right. So what would you recommend? And I think we probably covered, you know, some of these aspects, the essential ingredients to authoring an effective, smart, helpful book, or Shook, now I'm speaking <laughs> your language.
1: <laughs> well, and listen, this goes for any kind of really marketing collateral, any kind of marketing asset. First of all, we always start with the who. I always say who's the who, right? So you've got to give some intentional thought. And who are you trying to write this book for? Again, it really needs that focus because Niels, you know, you and I both know in this day and age, you know, if you are just kind of trying to say everybody should be my customer or everybody should be my reader, you're probably going to fail at that. And focus specific content is, I believe, where it's at. So who are you looking to be your reader? Then it comes down to you know, what I call the, you know, the shook hook, the big idea. What am I trying to convey with my book? What do, what do I want to share? So that's, you know, that's going to attract your reader with a specific concept that they want more information about. And then it's really about bite-sized content, hence the name of our, our publishing company, Bite Size Books. It's about just chopping that into, slicing and dicing it into small helpful chunks. These are not meant to be the A to Z tome on what it is you can do, right? I don't know about you, but I know the more books I try to read, there's a lot of books I don't finish these days. So this is about, listen, the promise of a a one-hour read, and at the end, here's the next step. You know, that really is, you know, that formula. And again, the the physical design is an important part, but, you know, that's a little bit more simplistic, but it, it all combines into a book that should be readable and then actionable in about
0: an hour. Yeah, that's great. And it's funny just when we think about influence, because that's what Mm -hmm, this podcast mm -hmm. is about. And we think of influencers and, you know, I give the examples of the YouTubers and the Instagrammers and the TikTokers that no one's ever heard of, but your kids have heard of. I find a similar thing with Amazon, And Amazon authors that they're, I mean, Mike, you're, 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 I mean, congratulations. Your latest book has been like number one on what small business marketing for several weeks. Right. I mean, you are an absolute influencer in that space where people may not even know, but, but I have definitely seen from my own books that success comes from that silent Mm -hmm. audience that may not be engaging with you on on social, but they're book mm-hmm. readers, right? There, There is, the, and it's a huge community and it's often a very, very influential community of business leaders as, as I have found out. So I think that's really, really good advice. And, and I guess, you know, for those of you listening, yeah, you could repurpose blog posts. And if you want to write a book, you don't have a blog post, start blogging. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the easiest way to help you develop your voice. But I think you offer a very, very attractive formula for people that want to get something out there, because as you said, you you have a two to three month program, or if you were to blog a weekly post for three months, you're there. So I think that's really good. Hopefully it gives a lot of people confidence that they can do this. So Mike, I'm sure that a lot of my listeners you know, that want to go down this route will be very interested in pinging you and seeing how you might be able to help them so how can my listeners you know check out your service and just get yeah. in touch with Well I appreciate you mentioning my my latest shook it's the
1: 100 page book and it, we're going on our third month and it's still a number 1 bestseller and and, and it, this wasn't even really it came sort of as a shock even though I was a little bit more intentional with this one to try to really leverage Amazon better but yeah, we're going into our third month in several categories as the number one bestseller So you know the 100 page book literally Neil outlines everything we do for clients So if somebody's a do-it-yourselfer go check it out it's it's you know a, a great little book and it'll give you the specific recipe that we use but if you want to check out bite-sized, you know, that's with a D bite-sized books.com. They can learn about our various publishing programs. And I have a podcast called the main street author podcast, which you were kind enough to be a guest on. And uh, yeah, you can, and, and Mike Capuzzi.com is also my, my
0: traditional main site. Yeah. And I'm not going to promise everyone's going to become a number one bestseller like Mike that's listening, but I do want, I, I want you to put this all in perspective, right? So, you know, I'm looking right now live on Amazon for the age of influence. And right now it is ranked number 58 in social media for business. I can tell you, if you get a number one ranking in an influential category like Mike has, that's a lot of books that are going out the door. That is influence. So I know that you might have been thinking at the beginning, well, I want to learn more about how to become more influential on Instagram or LinkedIn. But I appreciate you listening to the end because I think that this might actually help you achieve the greatest business influence, especially using the formula that Mike gave us. So Mike, thank you so much for sharing all of your experience and wisdom uh, with us. Uh, and I hope listeners, if this is the path you want to pursue, that you'll reach out to Mike. He's a great guy. And he obviously you know, talks the talk and walks the walk and is a bestseller himself. So thanks again. No, thank Mike. you very much. I hope that you enjoyed that interview. And I hope that I, I tell everyone, everyone has a great book to write. And I think Mike really nailed down the process and the strategy to allow anyone to get a book out there. You know, you don't make a million dollars off a book, but you might be able to bring in a client worth a million dollars from a book, and that's really what it's about. But you know, just going through the process of writing a book, and you're talking to someone, I mean, I've published four books. I'm I'm conceptualizing my fifth book. I'm hopefully a few weeks away from uh, starting to ping publishers with a uh, book proposal. But just the process of writing a book allows you to sort of database and catalog your experiences and your expertise to put a framework behind it. And that is gonna allow you to actually more easily create the other content that you need for, for your digital marketing. But the art of having a book means you can reach out to people for interviews while you're writing the book. And then there's so many things you can do to promote it by reaching out to even more people like podcasts, like I did when I was featured on 100 different podcasts. And well, that's episode number 175, why I'm investing time and being interviewed on 100 different podcasts, which I highly recommend that you listen to. So that's my recommendation for this week's episode. I also wanna thank you all for all of your, your comments, your ratings on apple wherever you listen to this podcast it really means a lot to me it's what keeps me going it is the fuel in my own little personal engine inside my brain so thank you i also want to give a shout out to all those people in the world around the world who keep my this podcast in the top rankings whether it is the united states canada australia Really, really psych us. Those are obviously three of the four biggest places where you listen to English podcasts outside of the UK, my friends in Ireland, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Finland, Taiwan, Kuwait, and Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please make sure you keep subscribing every other week. We do have interviews. I'm in the process now of recording interviews that are going to be aired starting in mid February. So, you know, with, Each iteration of this podcast, just more and more really influential and interesting people are reaching out to me and I'm really psyched for these upcoming interviews. So make sure you stay tuned. I also want to give a shout out for those of you that have also subscribed to the School of Influence podcast, the second podcast that I recently launched with my friend and fellow influencer marketing author and professor Amanda Russell. So I hope you'll check that out as well. And man, that's way too many calls to action for one podcast. I'm going to stop there. Wherever you are in the world, make it a great virtual day. Bye-bye, everybody, and sayonara.